You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. Cannabis in a snap. Find the best marijuana and CBD deals near you on the Leaf Buyer app. It's so easy to save money on ounces, edibles, wax, shatter, and all other things that I'm sure you can use marijuana with. And more of your 420 favorites. Stop paying for overpriced products. Just text 31996 to download the new Leaf Buyer app. Standard message and data rates may apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the OKC82 Podcast. This is Brady Trantham alongside Miss Madison Morris doing her thing once, hey, hey. once again, at it again, time and time again. And just like the other night, the Thunder won. They won they 108, did. 96 on the road of all Ooh-hoo-hoo. places to the Portland Trailblazers. They are winners of four of their last five, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Two of those are against New Orleans. So do that, you know, with what you will. <laughs> At the same time, this was a team that we were, I don't know, 13, 14 games into the season, Madison, and they hadn't won their first road game yet. That's true, yeah. And now they've won two games on the road in their last four games. Um, they had a miraculous victory over the Minnesota Timberwolves Friday night. Mm-hmm. And now they go back onto the ro- on the road in Portland where they put together one of the most embarrassing basketball games that I've ever seen <laughs> in terms of just complete another team collapse. Yeah. Not, you know, about a week and a half ago or so. They completely fit, flipped the script. Defensively, they racked it up. Uh, they held Portland to 20 points in the first quarter, which is a far cry from the 42 they scored in the first quarter oh my. a week and a half ago. Just a much better effort. That's really what it came down to. And then, like we've seen with this team time and time again, Madison, if they just put forth the effort, which more times than not they do, they put forth that effort. They do put themselves in positions late in games to win. And tonight they were just the better team, and they were outscored in the third quarter once again, thirty-one to twenty-seven. But Shea Gildas Alexander had his second good game in a row. Chris Paul hit some good shots early in the first half. Dennis Schroeder had twenty-one points. Portland really had no answer for the scoring, and it goes back to the Thunder's defense. It's um, you know we're twenty-two games into the season, Madison. Mm-hmm. They're ten, the Thunder are ten and twelve. I I don't want to say that I'm shocked, but I guess I am. Yeah, I mean, exactly what you said. They were just the better team tonight, and it showed kind of from the get-go because, yeah, they let it get out of hand. They had an 18-point lead at one time, and it completely evaporated. Guess what? They're in the third quarter, but that's not really too shocking. They were able to really hold on to it. They were able to finish this game. They had an answer for Portland at least um, as the game continued on from the third quarter. They looked really good tonight, and I think it was because they were playing very wholesome. I I thought that they were playing – more together as a team. Chris Paul didn't wait till the fourth quarter of this game to actually get it going. So that was a big contributor for sure. It was just, I don't know. I thought they looked really good tonight. And that's just kind of, that's saying a lot because I think, I don't think they look bad throughout the season, but they just have little spurts of, oh, it doesn't look like a team that should be, you know, doing what they're doing or it shouldn't be a team that is taking all these wins because they're not really deserving of it. However, I thought that they did so well tonight. I thought they played well. Um, different guys like stepped up and did a good job. I thought that Chris Paul was very good. Obviously, Shea Gilchrist-Alexander is getting out of that little slump that he was going through earlier. Um, Danilo Gallinari, not exactly having the game that he is used to, but he still racked up double-digit points. 
you know, it just it looked really good, and we got to see Muskie there at the end. So oh, I yeah. don't think this game could Mike have gotten Muscala, any better. He, he had his garbage, his token garbage time three. <laughs> everybody's everybody's excited, and uh, I melted. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, sixty-two points from the three primary ball handlers, the three point guards, Shea, Chris, and Dennis. Anytime that that happens, the Thunder could potentially beat anybody. Oh, for sure. And it it just really comes down to like are these guys hitting shots? And tonight, at least in the first half, Chris Paul was on. Shea was pretty much on throughout the entire game. He never really had a like a, a sequence or a quarter where he was the best player on the on the court, where he was the guy just racking up points. It was just a steady game, and that's what I've wanted to see out of him. I don't really care for, like, oh, my God, Shea Gildas Alexander has the last eight Thunder points. Yeah. You know, like, I just want to see steady scoring, picking your spots, and when you do have an opportunity not to pass it up, and Shea, the, over the last two games, has certainly done that after about nine or ten games of just hitting a dip mm-hmm. in the season. Um, but really the story to me, Madison, was Lou Dort oh, fouls Lou. out uh, with about <laughs> seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. He fouls out. Good for him. But gets his first bucket, gets his first points of his NBA career after playing yes. his first game Friday night mm-hmm. in the NBA ever. Uh, where mainly all he did was or what he'll be remembered for is getting that turnover, uh, which ended up not being that important because I think Chris Paul missed the ensuing offensive possession on the shot. But Lou Dort gets his first bucket, fouls out, but if not for his efforts, <laughs> the th- who knows what happens with the Thunder tonight. No, for sure. I really like that about Lou Dort because he played, he played very aggressive tonight, and that's something that I noticed about him. Obviously, it did get him fouled out, but... It was kind of funny. You guys said something. Um, we actually got to watch a lo- little bit of this game at the Collective tonight. Just shout out to the Collective. They're awesome. But um, you guys were joking and saying that if not for his valiant efforts, probably two or three <laughs> other guys would have fouled out tonight. However, Lou Dort took the scrum of it all. And I don't know. I really like this guy because, yeah, he only had two points tonight. He didn't play a significant amount of time. I mean, he played 20 minutes. That's not too bad. So good for Lou. No. But he did foul out. And honestly, I think that just shows that he is ready to play aggressive. He's able to take on this role if called upon. And obviously, Billy Donovan is having some confidence in him and throwing him out there to see what he can do. He had some big plays on Friday night against the Timberwolves. So I thought he really did deserve that time he got tonight. And obviously, it worked. So I I don't know. I like this guy. I thought it was hilarious that he fouled out because I didn't even realize it. And then all of a sudden... I mean, he had a tall task. Fouled out. And yeah, I'm like, wait, he, what? He had to chase around Dame in your second NBA game. Go go chase around Dame. Hey, now, go get Damian Lillard, by Now, the way. he's there primarily because Terrence Ferguson misses his second game with a hip contusion, right. which I'm not 100% sure if it's been at. I'm sure Maddie Lee or Eric Korn, whoever is actually on the road for this game, I'm sure they've tried to ask Billy, like, when did this hip contusion occur? Anytime you ask Billy when an injury occurred, he's never going to know. Yeah, and like what the severity and is it? Half of it, of it is, is he just simply doesn't, wants to he doesn't have the patience to try and think back and the other half is the thunder never tell you anything when you ask them 100 (laughs) percent. that's just the way it is because i mean we did the post game against the pacers madison for Mm -hmm. 107.7 107.9 tulsa um and terrence the story of that game was why is terrence ferguson taking that last shot so it happened probably at some point in the game and flared up over the next few days uh, but Billy also said that he doesn't anticipate Terrence playing tomorrow night against Utah or tonight. If you're listening to the podcast on Monday, um, he didn't anticipate Terrence Ferguson playing tonight. So what does that mean? You know, long story short, Abdul Nader starts. Mm-hmm. 
which means you're going to see some Lou Dort. So now Lou Dort's going to have to go chase around Mike Conley. He's going to have to go chase around uh, Donovan <laughs> Mitchell. So, you know, you, you get kind of an easy little transition into your first NBA game because there's no Andrew Wiggins to chase around. Mm-hmm. But then you get thrown into the fire against Dame, and now you have to go on the road against Utah and go up against Donovan Mitchell or Mike Conley. Quite the tall task, but again, it just comes down to if the three ball handlers can just, you know, if they can just score 20 points each, the Thunder are going to have a good sh- chance. But the likely- likelihood of that happening over and over again is going to be a little bit tough. Yeah. So you've got to depend on guys like Abdul Nader hit shots or Gallinari to have a little bit of a better game than he had tonight. New Orleans Noel had 13 points. Cool. Cool. Steven Adams had kind Keep of a that. course correction game. Uh, kind of Brought him th- back down to earth a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But he uh, hit some free throw. What was his free throw? So Steven Adams tonight, he... Wa- oh, wait. It's not on mine. Oh, no. Uh, I'm on the, es- the ESPN he app He hit on the four phone, that, I so. saw, that I was completely paying attention to. Um, yeah. Yeah, like you said, we were at the collective. And that was a big thing tonight, though, uh, with the Thunder team, is that they were able to get to the free throw line a lot. So, I mean, I think Steven Adams hit majority of his free throws because he was able to get there. Other guys were, too. So that really made a big difference also. So good for them. Good for them. Um, yeah. Like like I said, like you mentioned, we were at the collective earlier, so shout out some shout out. I don't okay. The franchise has a relationship with them, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to mention what happened, but uh, shout out to uh, Lee Benson and Brian Mueller um, from News Nine in Oklahoma City. Love Channel Nine. Um, if you don't know them, they uh, prime they do sports, of course, reporters, TV personalities. Um, you all know Steve McGeehee if you're a Thunder fan. Steve McGeehee's their Thunder guy. He is the GOAT. He's he's in Portland right now, and he's getting ready to get on a red eye to probably go to Salt Lake City. Ugh, what a guy. Bless his heart. But anyway, so we're sitting there at the Collective watching the game, and every time I would pay attention, the Thunder would – it was amazing. They would – or Portland would continuously switch their bigs onto Chris Paul. Yeah. Mainly in the first half, a little bit in the second half, Chris Paul just missed some shots. Mm-hmm. It was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen <laughs> because Chris Paul can just manipulate so well, you know, inside inside the three point line with his handles, with his vision, and to put a seven footer like Hassan Whiteside here, go ch- chase him around and try not to get his your ankles broken. It was so stupid, <laughs> and it really just it gave the Thunder confidence early in the game that okay, this isn't going to go like it did a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. You're going to have a chance. It gave Chris Paul the confidence to hit shots. It gave Shea the confidence to hit shots. I don't know what Portland was thinking defensively. Um, but again, they are they have a worse record than Oklahoma City. They're 9-15 yeah. with the loss. And, mm-hmm. you know, they got a little shot in the arm with Carmelo Anthony a few, like over the last week and a half. But it's kind of come back down to earth a little bit. Right now, the Thunder are tied for the eighth seed. Mm-hmm. And they're tied with Phoenix. Yeah, And Phoenix and Minnesota... Minnesota's the seventh seed. They play Phoenix and Minnesota play each other tomorrow night. So if the Thunder were to win in Utah, they could be the seventh seed tomorrow. Oh yeah. Moving on. It's again, we're twenty two, almost twenty three games into the season. I didn't think we would be here. Right, yeah. It's maybe maybe we really need to be setting that date for like when the losses start mounting. Maybe around New Year's, because that puts it past the December fifteenth date when players could potentially be traded. That can change a lot of things, but right. I continuously find myself surprised that this team is 
this good considering all things. Yeah, I do too. And I, but the thing is, is with them right now, I think they're working well together because that was their big thing at the start of the season. They always talked about communication on the court. Uh, they talked about how important it was to just work together more as a team. I'm not saying they didn't have that the past couple of years, but I really do. Obviously, for obvious reasons, you know, there's just a different connection out there. There are different guys. There's just a lot of difference going on within this organization. I like it right now, and especially they've had to deal with a lot of injuries. Obviously, Terrence Ferguson, Hami Diallo is still out. He's not coming back probably anytime soon. I wouldn't get your hopes up. Um, it's just Deontay Burton has been banished oh yeah, the G League. He hey, he was a star in that game that That's they he, uh, won he, the other night. So. He told us all the thunder secrets in Sam Presti's kitchen. <laughs> he did, and so that's what happens when you divulge your secrets to myself and Brady. But um, right now, I like the way that they are having this on-court chemistry because I think it's working well for them. I think they're doing um, a hell of a job, just really communicating out there. They're doing some good stuff. I think Chris Paul has been a good mentor for these guys. You see, uh, Shay, he's. Yeah, he did dip a little bit out there, but I thought that he has kind of brought himself back out. He had a really great game tonight. I just, I like the way this team is structured right now. And so that's what people have been talking about all season. They're enjoyable to watch, but now they're starting to surprise people a little bit by taking big wins like this. Obviously, Friday night was incredible how they were able to rally back and beat Minnesota. And now tonight, they basically made Portland look like trash on their own home court. And I'm not saying Portland. Portland is—they're is, so weird. They are weird because they were so good last year, and now they it's made like, it to the Western Conference. They, albeit oh yeah. they got swept, they did. But, but they still made it. And, and man, they looked good last season. And they have so much cohesion and experience. And again, like I, I criticized them in the offseason for letting their perimeter defense just walk for nothing. Yeah. And like Kent Bazemore is a good player. He's a player that I thought would have looked good in a Thunder jersey over the yeah. last few years. But to replace your perimeter defense with. With that, with Kit Bazemore and then bring in Hassan Whiteside, who is a complete and utter locker room cancer. Um, Mario Hazonia, which forces you to go after Carmelo Anthony because, <laughs> I mean, you can say what you want about the Blazers, like hitting the panic button. They didn't necessarily hit the panic button by getting Carmelo. They wanted to get somebody to replace Mario Hazonia's yeah. minutes. And I, that I understand, but still you're left with Carmelo Anthony and all of his deficiencies. I just don't get it with Portland. And, like, <laughs> it makes me... I guess it makes me appreciate this Thunder team a little bit more because I feel like because of it's an 82 game season and we all have a pretty good idea of like this team is this good, this team is this bad. I think this team is going like we all know this team's going to be mm-hmm. deep in the playoffs, blah blah blah, whatever. Like Reigns culture, it puts us in this mind mindset of all I care about is the end result. I don't mm-hmm. care about the journey. I don't give a shit about it. <laughs> I don't care how hard you play. Like, you're still trash. And I think that makes us lose sight and lose perspective of, like, the individual games that this team goes through. Because, yes, I don't think the Thunder are going to be a deep playoff right. running team. No. If they keep this roster the same, then they could very well find themselves in the eight seed, seven seed, the way they're playing and way the way that the bottom of the West is yeah. playing right now. Um, if Phoenix and Minnesota are always there in the eight and the seven spot and the Thunder are still hovering around 500, they have a good shot. Yeah. But like, I just feel like when we go into the season thinking, okay, they're going to be a, a worse team. Than they have been thus far over the last few years. I think it makes us lose sight of how important these wins are. Not necessarily because, oh, they're losing draft positioning, but it does show that this franchise still has a winning culture about mm-hmm. it. And while you may, why you may value like tanking and trying to get the best trash spot possible I mean, at the end of the day the thunder aren't going to have a worse record than memphis they're not right. gonna have a worse record than um 
trying to think. Who's another bad? New Orleans. Yeah. Um, they're not going to have worse records than them or Golden State. So who really cares? Like, why don't you like? Why don't you want to put Shea Gillis Alexander, Darius Baisley, Hamadou Diallo, all these guys that could be a part of the franchise moving forward? Why don't you want to put them in situations where they can know what it feels like to win, know what it feels like to try and win games against better teams, better competition, so that when you have repositioned and you have reloaded, then you're then they're coming from a foundation of we know what it takes to win, yeah. not just a whole bunch of oh, I hope we win this year because last year we lost like 50 games and that wasn't <laughs> fun. Like to me, like just appreciate, I, like not you, the fan or the listener appreciate the wins, but like it makes me appreciate the wins a little bit more when I think of it that way. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I kind of what I was saying, I like the way the team is playing right now. I do appreciate when they go out there and they work hard. They show a lot of aggression and they have a lot of heart to win right now. I think every single guy on this team has a good passion for the this organization they have a good passion for the city I don't think they're thinking too far in the future but I I don't know I I don't know how much the dynamic is going to be thrown off when things are changing because I do have a good feeling that things will change obviously that's going to throw off a little bit of what's going on but I agree I think right now Thunder fans should really appreciate how hard this team is working to get to where they want to be because I think this whole idea of the Thunder want to tank to potentially get better in the distant future. It just think, make, it makes it easier. Yeah, it yeah. does make it easier. And I think it's been like, it, it's just been kind of confusing to a lot of people. It's been confusing to me as well. And so I kind of think that they're in a position to where they want to show that they're still a good team without guys like Russell Westbrook. They're still a good team without guys like Paul George. And so I think they're doing a good job right now because they're slowly starting to climb back to, I know it kind of looked like a little bit of a decline at the beginning of the season, but now they're starting to climb back because I think that they have put together such a better dynamic. And I think it's going to carry on to the rest of the season, depending on who, who is here, who's going to go. Yeah, but and- everything is kind of up in the air for them. I just, right now I like where they are. And I think that Thunder fans should be excited for the way and the, the way that they fight the grit that they have. And I think it shows because they have showed it the past couple of nights. Yeah. Again, like really the point I'm getting to is mainly just from my own perspective, because I've tried to cover this team with the, like you're supposed to like in this job, you're supposed to cover each game individually, but you, you still, you're a human being and you have like a long, yeah. a long distance view of how this team is probably going to end up. And I feel like I'm almost to a point where I need to start changing my perspective of this team in that, yeah, like they're not going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> they're not going <laughs> to go to the NBA, not going to go to the NBA Finals. There's but, no rings involved. But they're still talented. Like we knew this going into the season. They're still talented, and they're still capable of winning damn near any game that that's on the schedule. Now, yeah. I'm not going to pick them to beat Utah tonight or tomorrow or tonight. Whenever you're listening no. to this podcast, I'm not going to pick them to do that. But if they're in a position to win late, I'm not going to be surprised. And if they win it, I think I've reached that point now where I'm just not surprised if they win a game or lose a game. Yeah, I think what really surprises me is when they get destroyed. Yeah, if no, they that get does de- surprise me too. Is when they get destroyed or when the um, emotions go overboard, like mm-hmm. they probably did after Wednesday night uh, when the loss to Indiana. Yeah. Um, now again, all this can still change if guys are moved because then right. the dynamic and the chemistry of this team has changed for the rest of the season. So, again, like. I think I'm just now getting to a point where when they win, I'm just not surprised whether it's at home or on the road and no matter who it's against because they almost beat the Clippers. Mm-hmm. They almost beat the Lakers twice. And you don't get trophies for almost, but considering the expectations we had for this team, uh, it's it's just put me to a, a perspective of, all right, 
if they win, cool. If they don't, cool. Yeah. Like, th- they are what they are, and nothing should be very surprising at this point. That's kind of how I feel like other or all Thunder fans should think about this team right now. Just don't be too surprised with anything because I think there are a group of people who are shocked when they have wins like they did on Friday. And then there's a group of people who are like, oh, no, we still expect them to Well, that was shocking like that. regardless. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a good game. I, I, I was uh, listening to Jerry and John on the pregame show today, and they did a good job. Shout out. But they were talking about how that entire game should really have its own 30 for 30 because it just was like a spur of random events that were just like, is this really happening? And I also want to say that I've had a bad curse last season of calling overtime games. And <laughs> yes, I, you, yes, you did. I said nothing. I said I thought lots of things, but I said nothing. And usually if I at least don't say it out loud, it doesn't happen. However, it did happen. And I mean, shoot, Thunder fans should be happy it happened because I think exactly um, what the Thunder were able to do to cause that overtime win with the touchdown pass thrown by Steven Adams, that just completely threw the Timberwolves off their tracks. And I thought that was so good for the Thunder to take advantage of it, and they did. And so a team that's able to take advantage of little things like that, that's going to be so crucial for them moving forward. The big story of this game, though, like we've completely buried the lead, Madison, um, outside of Lou Dort and his efforts. Go Lou. Um, <laughs> um, was Chris Paul, or the Thunder getting called for a delay a game, and Chris Paul just <laughs> letting the official just absolutely have it. Like, by now, you're all very well aware. The Thunder got... Uh, I believe they got teed up for a delay of for a two delay game, so they, they got the, so they got the technical. That's hilarious. And Chris Paul just yelled at the ref, "Good job!" <laughs> and then in the post game, and then in the post game, apparently he told the uh, uh, media, the simple media there in the locker room, he's just trying to prove a fucking point. <laughs> and like, I mean, I get it. I mean, it's the same. It's the same way that I understood Jordan Bell and the Minnesota Timberwolves' frustrations, like. You're not calling this ever, but you call it now because Chris Paul pointed it out. But at the same time, it is against the rules, blah, blah, blah. So the Thunder technically broke the rule. And so I'm sorry, Chris, like, reap what you sow. Like, (laughs) if you're going to call it one way, I mean, yeah, but overall. Don't shit where you eat. That's my favorite. Actually, hold on. Chris Paul, um, this is from Maddie Lee from the Oklahoma. And I just, I'm going to play this on my computer. You probably won't be able to hear it, but I'll try and see what he says. Oh, yeah, it's already on the – it's through the interface. I'm an idiot. Basically, he says he got me back, the official, and the media is all laughing and smiling, so <laughs> everybody's in good spirits. High spirits going on right there. No, we, that's kind of funny. That we need to go though. to – we need to try and get the franchise to um, pay us to go – or pay our way to go to Portland because I've been told that they, um, in the media dining, like after the game, whereas the Thunder give us Falcone's pizza, mm-hmm. pizza which is badass. It's awesome. Shout out Falcone's. Uh, Portland gives the media a locally brewed beer called Off the Record, and it's you can only find it here. What? Yeah, they give them beer. It's Portland. It's weird. I love Portland, though. I've been there one time. Did, it's a very trendy place. Were you weird? No, but I did have the best croque monsieur I've ever had in my entire life. What? A what? It's a very fancy saying for a grilled ham and cheese sandwich. Uh, say this again. Croque monsieur. Croque monsieur. Mm-hmm. It's okay, so it's French. Uh, it's there French. A, there's a large French population. It's literally, I have no idea, but it's just um, French Canadian. It's the best grilled ham and cheese sandwich I've ever had in my life, right there in Portland, Oregon. Wow. Do you know? Do you remember what it's from? I don't. What made, I would, what made I would it so good? It. Um, the best thing, it had like a sauce on it as well, and it wasn't just like this little thin sandwich that was grilled. It was like 
heaped with meat and cheese, but it had a sauce on it. And then the bread had like some type of seasoning on it. Yeah. It was the best thing I've ever had in my life. And I had that like four years ago and I still to this day think about it. You're killing me. I'm starving. I know. Me oh too. Oh my God. Well, I guess uh, we're going to be doing another one of these tomorrow. Uh, I don't believe we have post game on the radio. I don't think there is a post game Which tomorrow. is shocking because it's a road game. Uh, played a little bit later than seven o'clock. So we're not assigned to it. What? Yeah, like I was shocked that we like. Oh yeah, it's Sunday. There's NFL. Like that's why. That makes rest sense. assured. We will be on your radio dial at one thirty a.m. when the Thunder take on Sacramento later this week. Or, <laughs> like who they play? They play Sacramento and, and then, then Denver and then Denver. And I think we got both right. Ye- I think we only have Denver, but I will not be there for that Denver one. It oh, will won't. be Brady though. Um, I will actually be in New Mexico shredding the gnar. Wait, 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 wait. There's a New Mexico. There is a New Mexico, and you don't need a passport to get there. Oh, my. It's crazy. You learn so much on the OKC82 podcast. By the way, if you're not subscribed to this, like, why? Like, what are you doing with the rest of your What's holding you back? Just hit that subscribe button. Sharpen that booger picking finger and and hit that that there button. You won't regret it. We put out some good content throughout the year. Yeah, like videos and... We do. And books... We're writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Madison, you going to eat that big gummy bear? Um, yeah. So for the OKC82 podcast listeners right now, since this is um, just a podcast, you're only listening to our voice. Brady bought me an early Christmas present because it is Christmas season. And it is a giant ass gummy bear. Um, how big is this thing? Is there like some dimensions on this? It's the size of a box of cereal. This bear is equal to 385 standard <laughs> size gummy bears. It is a giant and ass. It's, and it's got a, it's got Dion, Dion waiters, <laughs> face on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the backstory behind this is that I always eat gummy bears at Thunder games. You always eat them. You always steal them. I always steal them. So they give us like in the media room at Chesapeake energy arena, they have like, they'll have like a, Big bowl of M and M's, a big bowl of like Reese's pieces, mm-hmm. and then they'll usually have a big bowl of gummy bears. And Madison always gets pissed off because by the about third quarter, fourth quarter into the game, the gummy bears are always gone. Well, they're always gone like before I even get there. Like sometimes. some some media members just like get three or four cups and just pack yes, pack them full, and they hide them, and so there's no gummy bears for the rest of us, and I get very upset. Diabetes is so happy <laughs> right now. So usually if I get there and there are still gummy bears left, I uh, fill an entire little cup with it and then I hide it in my purse and then I make them last throughout the whole game. Just kidding. They're gone the first, like the first quarter. But. And then you complain like my teeth feel dirty. Yeah. And then my stomach hurts and, my and then stom- my teeth feel gross because I'm really big on like brushing my teeth. So anytime my teeth feel gross, like I freak out. But that's because I load my stomach up with gummy bears throughout the game. Goodness. And so now this gummy bear will last me at least like... It's gonna be. It'll be gone. It's in gonna one be game. in your. It's gonna be in your purse with like the ear bitten off. It looks like it plays rugby. <laughs> I cannot wait. Okay, I mean, what's the nutritional right. value? That is not 120 calories. Oh, no. it, it should be like 120 calories. Uh, it's about 16 servings per container. The serving size is 160. So I'm. Uh, I can't. Oh, it's 120 calories per serving. So 120. I don't even want to I, I can't that. wait for you to invite me over for Christmas dinner and then you just serve me like a, the ear of the gummy bear. You chop it up like it's a steak. 
Like, here you go. Here's take this piece, take this piece. It's, it's 1,920 calories. And I expect it all to be gone by Christmas. Oh, it will be probably. Good, good. Oh, thank well, you, Brady. Oh, you're welcome. You deserve it, Madison. Oh, thanks. It's not spiked. Everybody, thank you so much for listening <laughs> to the OKC82 podcast. We will talk to you in a few hours. Everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for being yourselves. Stay sexy. We'll talk to you later.